Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 433 of the JV Club with my marvelous boy of summer, Gastor Almonte. He is awesome. I had such a blast talking to him. He is a wonderful comedian, and I could not love his origin story about becoming a comedian more, which of course you will hear about on the episode. I hope everyone is doing okay, continuing to have a safe and happy summer. And uh, just a reminder that if you have not checked out Braving the Elements, my podcast with Dante Bosco for Nickelodeon about all things Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, although we are moving chronologically, so that has not started yet. Uh, Please check it out. It's so much fun and it's just been a complete joy. And I hope to see you over there Whatever that means. I'm not sure how I'm going to know that you're over there. But you know what I mean. All right. Enjoy the episode. I'm an expert on percussion, so, you know, that's what I'm here for. Hello, hello. <laughs> Let's get into that. When did this happen? Should I call you Dr. Drums? Dr. Drums? Is that what we're looking at here? <laughs> oh, man. Now, you know, like, weirdly enough, like, uh, I used to do uh, audio engineering, like, right out of high school. Oh, sure. So, yeah, like, I went to, I wanted to, like, be, uh, like, this guy, Duru. Who, there was a famous, like, uh, hip-hop DJ, DJ Clue. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He has, uh, yeah. So like all of his albums, they're engineered by the same guy, uh, Duro. Okay. Um, yeah. So I went to like the same school that he did, and I did that right out of high school. Um, nice. And I got used to like being around like audio equipment. So like to this day, like I do stand up comedy now, but uh, I have like a drum pad that I keep on my yeah. writing desk. Um, and it's the only way I write jokes is by like tapping it. So really? like I still tap it. Yeah, like whenever I'm That's having really like cool. brain rust. I have to yeah. like tap it out. I just keep sounds loaded on it, and it just helps me like decongest whatever's happening up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you kind of go consciously like this has proven to be a thing that helps me focus, or is it so innate like inside of you that you just didn't even like you realize after the fact like oh this is just something I've always done? Yeah. So um, the reason I found out is because uh, my um, in our prior apartment. Um, my desk was in the living room so uh my wife would be like yo um you know i I have no problem with you working while we're here but you gotta stop that drum shit you know Uh (laughs) (laughs) like what are you talking about she's like whenever you're like really into it and you like space out and start ignoring us you start tapping out drums and it's hard to justify you know why we have drums playing at 11 at night when you're saying you're writing uh so yeah like and i started making the connection like oh yeah i do like kind of go nuts over here and it's it's a separate hand it has nothing to do like i write with my right i tap with the left okay Um, so you tap with the left all right yeah well i guess that makes it so audio engineering is not necessarily tied directly to percussion no you started did you were you drumming and then that led into audio like the it's you just, don't I'm, drum at all. Yeah, it's just I'm in the studio with the equipment. Like uh, at the time, it was like NPCs yeah. um, were big. Now they have like I, I bought them. Uh, it's called the machine, but uh, spelled weirdly with like an S. Um, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I, I bought it specifically just because I, I missed having buttons to yeah. press around my computer. Um, yeah. So I'd load it up. I don't make music, I just but I like having it with sounds that remind me of that time. 
And that's really cool. Um, I remember just like it being part of our process. We'd like they like brainstorm songs, and I'd come up with like things in terms of like, oh, I should probably mix this song this way. And while yeah. we were doing that, I'd we'd be tapping like sounds out. Um, yeah. So yeah, it still happens to this day. Man, I got to say, that is just another one of those, like, sound engineering, audio mixing, and film editing, any editing process or any, like, fine-tuning process that happens with art, uh, I am so, it, I just admire so much, and I I feel like the the enthusiasm I have is there for, like, oh, God, it's so great to... Like I do love when I'm if I've working on something where I'm I'm I've directed it or I've I've written it or whatever and I'm sitting with the editor, I get real into, you know, the sort of moment of like, ooh, I think we just need like a split second longer because that's comedy, right? You know, you yeah. get so into like the rhythm of comedy and or like listening to a beautifully mixed uh, album and being like, oh man, like somebody had to sit with every single level of every single sound and figure out what that flow was and figure out what that balance was. And I love that. And then I realize, like, I, ju- I have so little patience. Like, I love sitting <laughs> in the editing room for like an hour and being like, I've, I think I've really contributed to this one minute that we just worked on. Listen, I got a jet. Um, I guess you know my aesthetic now. So I'll just turn the next 48 hours over to you. You got what, it from like, here, right? You're good. I yeah. hate it. <laughs> I hate that. I want to be the one that's like, no, I, I love sitting here and like cranking it out and like really getting all those nuances because I, I've, to me, that's like the most important part. After all the, after everything, it's not worth anything if you do, if it doesn't have that, you know, yeah. that attention to detail. But I, I I do appreciate the fact that like it reminds me that every every like study has someone like that for that thing, you know. Yeah. So like you know when when I when I initially like got into comedy and like I was thinking about specials, like it it more and more I started realizing like I need someone that like really loves sending out emails and uh you know like I don't want to do that I just want to write on I want to write the joke and I want to work on stage and you know uh same with the like when you're doing albums and specials you need someone that's like just as enthused as I am about finding the perfect story and joke as they are um about the perfect audio mix or you know the video and like making sure that it's colored a certain way and you know uh we'll work on a joke you know for hours i see people that are that nuanced about each of those things and i I find beauty in that like seeing the person's eyes light up when they're talking about their weird you know nuanced craft Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's the other thing, too, is I have that same thing. And so if I'm with a person who loves that, I'm so suggestible because I get so like high off of someone else's enthusiasm about a thing they love that like for that moment, I'm like, this is what I want to do. Also, you sold me. (laughs) And then I walk away and I'm like, oh, no, that was their enthusiasm, talent and skill. I still don't have that. I I, like walked out of the room and I did not osmosis everything to where now I'm going to do it. But it is it's so cool to, to see someone else in their element, to like experience someone else in their flow is like such a cool inspiring thing to get a chance to be in on if you do get that chance you know yeah i uh i used to uh i used to deliver potato chips uh for frito-lay and i remember doing a delivery at like four in the morning to target 
and yeah. the receiver, uh, you know, the guy that checks in the packages. Sure. Uh, in like a 10 second motion, he did a spin move, scanned the box for one guy from Entenmann's, signed my package, turned around, waved three people in. It was like legitimately beautiful. Um, yeah. Athletically, mentally seeing him in the zone. And I, I told him, I was like, yo, I don't think you understand. Like that was like a, a Michael Jordan highlight. That no yes, one else will yes. appreciate but us. Yes. <laughs> yes. So like I told you, yo, like, you know, when things slow down, take a moment and think about what you did during those two seconds. Aww. Like that was a mixtape. That that should be on YouTube. People should see <laughs> That's that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, you know, the fact that you thought to to make that to make him aware of that and to like show that appreciation to me, that's like again, those are the details of being a human being that you know, I think in part, like, that's one of the things that's been so hard about the last year and a half is I live for those small moments, yeah. you know, as much as like I can be a hermit. Um, it is I'm like, like, too excited when I have like a just a fun, quick connection with someone like that, you know, where but the, the, I love that you wanted to call it out. Like, you're like, no, this needs to be this was noticed and it needs to be said that it was noticed and you're awesome, you know? Yeah, because, like, that tells me, like, you've put in time into your craft. And while it's not a craft that's normally seen on the scale of, like, a movie or a television, like, you've become a master at this. And it should yeah. be, like, praised. And um, being frank, it makes all of our jobs easier, you know? So, 100%. like, I, I appreciate someone that could do that. Um and you know he's gonna go home and no one's gonna know that so I was like no like that was yeah. awesome I still remember his name Michael yeah. Carter you crushed that thing wherever you yeah. are that's that's so great I hope uh, more people talk about it you should have gotten like an emblem a banner that day but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was beautiful man is that something that you that's just a very positive and very like socially aware and cool of you is that something that you feel like you got from somewhere like is your like did you have like your mom or like you know somebody in your family or like in the neighborhood like was do you feel like that was instilled in you or was that sort of just again kind of one of those innate things where you're like I don't know I've just always kind of like dug people so I I I, I uh I have siblings but uh my first uh my brother um, was born right before my senior year of high school. Um, so for the most part, like, you know, I grew up an only child despite having uh, a brother and a sister now. So, like, yeah, I spent a lot of time, like, uh, observing um, my parents uh, would take me to uh, whether it was family functions or work things. I was constantly in places where I was told, hey, uh, sit down here. You know, like yeah, uh, you yep, can't yep, quite yep. take part in this thing. Um, yes. So I, I, I feel like I was always in a position where I could look, but not quite uh, be involved. Um, yeah. And it, it really, uh, it really allowed me to like people watch a lot. And yeah, the, you're a sponge. Yeah. Like, especially as a kid, you're just like you're taking it all, all in. in. And the yeah. the one exception I've seen people make to allowing kids be involved when they shouldn't be is when they ask a question about their craft, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I remember going to my dad's like a uh, bodega as like a seven year old and seeing the guy that like, you know, made the sandwiches and yeah. asking him how the machine worked. And initially he just like went through it quickly. But like, yeah. I think like something clicked to him. There was like, this is the first guy that's ever asked me, 
how to yeah. make a sandwich and like he really walked me through like seeing the cutter um the, the adjusting it to see the thickness and you know now like i won't i have three corner stores i'm in brooklyn i have options but i go yeah. to one guy for yeah. my sandwiches because i see yeah. that he knows what he's doing and i remember what uh what uh pedro taught me at dad's store yes indeed and you know i see that this guy puts that level of attention and care um, so yeah, like I, I've, I've, uh, I've come to like watch those things and, uh, even, and now as a comic, even more so like, I, I, uh, I know that that's where like my material comes from. So I'm always writing down, um, anytime I have like an extreme emotion, whether it's happiness or sadness from seeing someone do something, um, that I think is, uh, ultra human. Um, yeah. I, I want to write those down, capture them and try to share that with people. That's so cool. Man, I, uh, I, I, I love, I love, I was going to like make a totally stupid joke. Like, all right, <laughs> from what I'm hearing from just your accent, from the, all the talk of bodegas, I'm going to assume you're from Great Plains, Iowa. I don't even know if Great Plains, <laughs> Iowa is a place. I just try to pick like the most like middle America. Uh, where, where were you, where, where were you, like, where did you go to school? For example, when you went to the same school as, uh, was it Duru? Did I make that up? What was that? What's the oh, uh, engineer's no, I name? I didn't go to school with, uh, I went to this uh, same uh, engineering uh, school uh, that's gotcha. after high school. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there's a program in New York that used to get advertised a lot in the radios, uh, Institute of Audio Research. Uh, it's like okay. a six-month audio program, so I went there right yeah. after I graduated. Um, nice. But yeah, I, I grew up in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I'm from East New York specifically. Um, and uh, yeah, I went to school uh, mostly in that area until high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and your dad had a bodega? Yeah, several. <laughs> You're making me miss New York, man. I haven't been there in a minute, obviously, for very clear reasons. Yeah, but no. I'm supposed to be going back. I'm supposed to be there in October, so. There you go. God willing, everybody's going to still be getting on planes and stuff. So, like, felt felt like we were getting there. So, uh, what, uh, did you leave for like professional reasons? Like, what motivated that? I was never. I never lived there. I just. I, but but there's so much work stuff that kept taking me to New York. That yeah. you know, I've been there tons and tons of times. The most I've ever stayed there at once, I'm sure, would be like two weeks. So I never had a job where you know I was like I got you know I had to get an apartment and I was taking the subway every day. But um, but for somebody who doesn't live in New York even being there for two weeks and working not just sightseeing but like actually working on anything yeah you do feel like you've been there a year and i know that's hilarious <laughs> because people who live there are like oh honey honey you've been there for two weeks but you really get in like you're like okay this is because you're like on point i because you know if you live in california there just isn't a, a situation in which you you need to be on point the way you do like navigating Manhattan right. specifically, uh, and so it's that thing where time slows down, and so you just sort of feel like I've always been here. Yeah, like, yeah. I take the subway. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. like I can walk. Yeah, I know how many blocks it takes to get for walk from blah 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 blah. Like your brain just sort of like you when you were a kid. Like you have to be a sponge, and so it's all just kind of getting in there. Um, yeah, it's, and it, it, it's yeah. I I just think there's like a. It, it, it changes how you view the world um, and uh, how you process things. Um, the reason I bring it up is because uh, it's a constant like debate in my house. Like my wife uh, immigrated here when she was 11. So oh, yeah. uh, she's from Costa Rica. So oh, sure. uh, she loves the New York and she's about, you know, she's a New Yorker now. Essentially, she's been here, you know, 20 something years. But yeah. 
she dreams of moving somewhere that is like tropical and calm and slow. And when we went out to uh, LA every time, she's like, Oh, this is where we should be, you know? <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I just have panic attacks of like, I can't walk outside and get a sandwich and a snapple. Like that's <laughs> craziness. I got to drive yeah, to a store yeah. and uh, she's like, yeah, but you'd have a yard to like walk around. Like you don't have any of that here. So I, I get that yeah. beauty of it, but, uh, Losing that pacing, um, I worry that would it would change who I am almost. I don't know. Like I get it. I totally get it. I mean, I think that's a real... Surely you've had friends... Like, I feel like that you've actually articulated it in a way that I don't know if I've heard before in a very actually, like, kind of great, clean, short way. Whereas I feel like I'm the kind of person who'd be like, here's the thing. It's just that, like, things are so different. It's like, no, you worry that the whole pace and the whole vibe of being so different could could change you. And I think that is so – and it works both ways, right? I mean, yeah. that's how people people worry about that going into the uh, the busyness and craziness of, of New York as as they should worry coming out of it and wondering, like, who's this, who's this guy going to be? You know, that's kind of like a joke of, like, people who move from New York to L.A. is like yeah. – I remember I said that in San Francisco – I am sure I've said this on the podcast before, but I had two really close friends who I worked with who were so artistic and they actually went down from San Francisco to L.A. to go to fashion design school. But I was like, I remember saying like, oh, I don't know, I feel like I'm going to see you and you're going to be in like cutoffs and flip flops, you guys. Like I'm worried <laughs> it's going to change who you are. And the first time I went and visited them, they fucking both had on cutoffs and flip flops. Yeah, it happened. And I was like, no! <laughs> yeah. No, I this is wrong. This is wrong. They're like, chill out. We're designing really cool clothes. Like, ch take a look, you know? But when you're on the outside of something, especially if y there is kind of like a slight. Uh, a little bit of dismissiveness sometimes from both San Francisco and from New York about LA. And all of the things that they're dismissive about, like, are valid. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But that's kind of like, it It, it, it depends on what you choose to see. And so, yeah. of course, I came down as a San Francisco snob who, like, chose to identify immediately the, quote, unquote, laziness or, like, the difference, like, oh, you've changed. Yeah. And it's like, no, I mean, that's a situation in which, like, it made sense for them in that environment because it was a lot hotter than it was in San Francisco and they're walking less. <laughs> so, yes, it's true that they're not wearing, you know, they're, like cute little weird shoes and uh -huh. they're like many scarves and stuff but they absolutely were like still organically the same people uh, but you know but you don't know you don't know yeah. and there's no way that you could stay exactly the same you're right it's just a different it's a whole different vibe yeah and i don't think there's anything wrong with that you know like uh yeah. I, I i do think you uh you're you're wired to want and need certain things i also think those needs change um, yeah. So there might be a time where, you know, you want the go-go of New York. Um, you want the grittiness specifically of uh, Brooklyn, like feel like you're really a part of the community. Like, you know, you go to uh, the the guy for the cart for the coffee. Like there is a, a certain um, energy that that instills in a certain way in a frame of mind that it kind of, you know, builds you uh, to be in. That's why you notice it when you'll like. Uh, be in New York for two to three years, and then you like uh, go to Nashville for a week. There is a reason yeah. why everyone like uh, sounds different to you. Like, oh, why is right. everyone saying hi so much? Uh, right. You know? right. Uh, so like, it, it, it it's fine. But in turn, I do think those things change. Um, I I I uh, I thought initially, like, I didn't. I I still would prefer to stay here, 
but I, I have to admit that for the first time in my life, I'm open to the idea of going elsewhere. Hmm. Um, I have kids. I think about, you know, uh, is this ideal for them? Um, by the same token, I have kids. I don't know if I want them to say that they're from, you know, Tallahassee. I like the idea right. that they say they're from Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like all those things are things that I weigh and it, it lets me know that the you have to be kind of like fluid with uh, those needs and be aware to like do a self check. Let you know, let yourself yeah. know, like, hey, what do I need right now to life and going forward? Am I in a place that's conducive to that? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I try to be open minded to that and I try to be aware that uh, while she's been here a long time, this isn't her uh, home the same way it is right. for me. So. Uh, yeah. At some point, uh, we might have to do a trade. She's uh, kind of bit the bullet for me here quite some time. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, I'll figure out how to ship sandwiches across All the right, country. Listen, I was going to say, listen, you could talk talk to me. Let me do a little poking around. I, I do feel like, like I've got a couple of New York friends who live downtown in L.A., and they're very content because, you know, they still don't have a yard. <laughs> but they got they got some bodegas. They got okay, some bodegas. Okay. You know, they got some they got some like scoot scoot down stairs real quick and like if this if this bodega doesn't have it, this one, this one or this one might have it. Like there's some of that happening, you know. I've been really I've been dipping into like uh LA history uh recently just like 20s 30s and 40s and it's so fascinating how much the downtown area like the amount of ups and downs that that downtown that downtown los angeles has experienced Mm. is insane like you look at pictures from it in the 20s and 30s and it is like you would think you were downtown new york it's like bustling you know everyone's got somewhere to be like everything you need is right around there and then there's like a theater district that is kind of does remind you of like being in you know uh midtown manhattan and then you know when i first started coming down here before i moved here la was like a ghost town Right. And now it's, you know, it's sort of like maybe in between those two things. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's you know, there's like so many different, and you can do this in, in New York too, but LA is very much like you can have like 80 different kinds of lives. Like you can, <laughs> like your lifestyle in Venice, California is so different from your lifestyle in Los Feliz is so different than your lifestyle downtown. Yeah. That it's like almost crazy. But um, but one of the things that you said that I that I love about, the New York of, uh, of uh, I was going to say of it all, but I just cannot stand when people say that, even though like sometimes it makes sense. Like the New York of it all. Like that's a time when you should say it. Unfortunately, now sometimes people say like, I got to go to the, and get the groceries of it all. And you're like, no, that's not, nah. you're not, that's not like a, that's not like a esprit de corps. That's not like a, like a, like a way of being is not getting the groceries of it all. Um, but that feeling of like, Having so many different worlds available to you in New York uh, that in many cases are a subway right away or a taxi right away or even a walk away, but that you still crave that community and you still crave habits. That's one of the things I do love about that. And there's a pinch of that in San Francisco, although it's a tiny city. But um, and you can certainly do that in L.A. But that feeling of like. Yes, I want to be able to go somewhere and like go to this neighborhood that I've never been to before and try their coffee shop. Yeah. But I also love that this person that in my neighborhood knows me by name. I do always get the same thing. Like those rites and rituals are so important to us when we are living like more unpredictable lives and even sometimes when we're not but that feeling of connection is so important, you know. And it's that's another reason that moving is so hard, I think. Is like 
feeling like you've built something that is meaningful and that foundation there's you know that's that's a real thing yeah i i I think about that all the time um like uh i know there was uh and and it was valid right in the sense that like this past year in particular a lot of people here like you didn't have the outdoor space and the apartments are smaller so it was a level of like you know there's constriction and loss of connection but you know uh I enjoyed like going to the corner store and just knocking on the door and him knowing my order. Like I didn't even have to go in. I could wait on the, on the corner and he prepped everything and he'd knock on the door when it was ready. I I thought that Uh was awesome. Um, and, uh, just in general, like, you know, if, if anyone is, uh, on the seven train in New York, every single stop is a whole other country. So you could do a, a food tour and not you know travel more than a mile um yeah. and, and stuff like that is is i i i've seen uh, la i think does a good job in terms of having incredible food but it's no way near that close um yeah so like uh uh culturally like you're able to like experience so much here um and then if you grew up here you have the added thing of like all my people are here too so we could get we could experience the world with a metro card? Are you serious? That's, that's right, insane. Right. Like, <laughs> I could learn sure. six languages on one train and get home and still watch that's the right. news. Like, that's, that's bananas, right. you know? So there, there's uh, those things, like, I I, I, I genuinely, like, uh, crave and and enjoy and, and I hope, uh, you know, embody. Like, I think it's a part of me, and, and, and I, I try yeah. to be, like, an advocate for how dope the city is. But, you know, I have to acknowledge every time I've gone to L.A., I come back recharged. I, I yeah. feel genuinely better when I go to Florida. I, I, I feel different when I come back to New York because I had a chance to to decompress. Um, yes, indeed. So th- there's a value to that that uh, I, I think is invaluable. And then I look at my partner. I look at, I talk with my wife and uh, for her, it takes her to another level. I see like. The way that I, I feel like I'm a heightened version of myself when I'm in New York, I see that yeah. in her in those places. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out a balance of that because I, I, I want her to feel, you know, superhuman every now and then, too, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I think I, I think people finding those places, they give them that, uh, you know, find it, go there like you, you know, you'll you'll feel like, you know, super and you'll do new things that. Uh, just you didn't think you you'd think or know you were capable of. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hey, folks, it's me, James Arthur M., host of Minority Corner, your home through these wild times for weekly doses of pop culture, history, news, nerdy stuff, and more through a BIPOC queer and allied lens. I already took you back in time through one time machine. We're going back even further. Oh, my God. Ooh, here we go. I'm holding on. I know it seems scary because now we're in the 1830s. I know. No, I mean, I hold on. Like Continuing along on the White People's Apology Tour, Justin Timberlake. That is Minority Corner. <laughs> Like having those difficult conversations, those necessary conversations. This is now the moment for, for, for white people to be rising up and going, this is our problem. So join me and some of your new BFFs every Friday here on Maximum Fun to stay informed, empowered, and have some fun. Minority Corner, because together we're the majority. What was your high school like? And were you getting out? Like, 
Yeah. I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but friends of mine who lived in Jersey were, some of them were like, oh, yeah, I went over into Manhattan all the time. Like, we would go see, you know, the free show that they would let school kids see. And then other people were like, oh, yeah, I never went into New York. <laughs> like, I, like, my family just never, we went, you know, it was like, um, it felt like it was a million miles away, even though it was right across the bridge. Yeah. Uh, were you, were you like really experiencing all the boroughs and like this and the, and Manhattan and stuff as a teenager? Yeah. That was probably the first time I did that. Um, like to me, like it's, it, if, uh, if you look at a map of New York, it's incredibly small. Um, but yeah. like we, because of traffic and trains, it takes us forever to get borough to borough. So like, I'm from Brooklyn. I grew up in Brooklyn, but I went, I got a scholarship. I went into a high school in Queens, which is the very next borough driving. It's only half hour away, Sure, but it was a whole new world for me. I'd never yeah. ever had reasons to go there. I had no family there. Um, yeah. And on top of that, you know, um, we weren't well off, but most of the kids in the school were. So ah. there was it like a magnet program or like it, a... it was a prep school, uh, St. Francis Prep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, like uh, Vince Lombardi went there. Uh, Joe Torre, like I think he's like the one of the like higher ups in Major League Baseball. So they have like a lot yeah. of like uh, celebs that have gone there. Um, but yeah, like the it was the first time I, I became aware of money. Um, and, uh, the things that you can do are different. The, the things that people wanted to do for fun were different. Um, including going to the city, like up until, uh, junior high school, the city was, uh, oh, we go there cause, uh, there's a court thing or, uh, mom's boss, uh, from the head office called them. Um, and we, you know, like it was a serious occasion, um, yeah. or like once a year we do like a, a touristy thing since my parents were immigrants. So like they wanted to like do New York stuff. Uh, yeah. so like we'd go to like the empire state building, you know? So like, to me, the city was that it wasn't a yeah. place that you went to chill, you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Like being around these kids that would be like, yo, let's just go to 40 deuce and hang out. And I was right. like, for what? Like, we got, we don't have money like that to splurge. It's not, you know, New Year's. Like, why are we there? Yeah. You know, I thought it closed as far as I was concerned. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what happened there the rest of the year. Right. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I have to, like, give full credit to that. Like, uh, going to that school kind of made me aware of um, the possibilities of uh, what's out there when you explore. Um, as yeah. silly as it sounds of ex- calling exploring going a whole borough away like I think it's like two miles but I don't know though I mean I, I fully embrace that express I mean yeah that to me is absolutely the right word it's absolutely the right word okay so I feel less self conscious about it thank you Jenny yeah, <laughs> how dare you now you should feel self conscious about feeling self conscious now I'm really now I'm just like beating you up for even being thoughtful about it <laughs> um, what took you to that school and and how was it other than like just meeting kind of new folks who were opening your eyes to other stuff or what have you yeah um it so it, it sounds silly but like um a couple things uh one uh, i was in like this uh like elite uh junior high school it was like 40 like eight kids amongst all three classes and they uh-huh. had a connection uh they were like a, a magnet to that prep school if you will um so yep. when i got in it was a cool opportunity um and when i went to the school um it was uh, the first time that I was in a social setting that had white people and uh-huh. I wanted to be around that. I, I, I felt like this is different from my world and um, the things that my parents wanted from me, like go to college and become business. 
uh, I the when I pictured that in my head, it was like, oh, I have to be around white people. I should get familiar, like know how they <laughs> do stuff. I, I I didn't know if it was different or the same, but I knew that I didn't grow up around them. Um, and the only ones that I saw were like teachers, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a big part of it. I just, I just wanted to get to know this other community that uh, when I when I uh, thought about adulthood and the jobs that I was being pushed towards, uh, yeah. they would be there. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like everything that uh, TV told me was awesome about high school, my high schools in my neighborhood didn't have. And this one did, you know, like I pictured like Bayside High and like kids with matching uh-huh. uniforms. <laughs> They had that. Yeah. They was crazy. I was like, I saw the the Letterman jackets, you know, mm-hmm. like they had uh like uh, auditorium. They had pep rallies, you know, yeah. like all that stuff that like you know I knew wasn't in the budget at Franklin K Lane in Brooklyn, right. but uh, St. Francis Prep had all of that. So yeah. you know, don't you know that people with money are the only ones who deserve to have that? <laughs> Barely. I mean, go figure. Don't you know that education is a is just a privilege of the very rich? Like, I'm sorry, you don't deserve to have a great education with tons of resources if you don't come from money. I, I don't know. What's wrong with Silly you? Silly me. Silly me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we laugh because it's very infuriating. Uh, but yeah, like, it, yeah. It, was, it was that. Like, I, I just wanted to, like, be uh, around that and... Uh, uh, it, it uh it also just I, I it was also one of the first times that uh I uh I noticed um my father having a sense of pride that he was doing something for me um yeah. you know I they they provided mm. for me but it was the first time I made that connection of like if yeah. I go to a public school um in my neighborhood even though a I did the work to get into the school and he can afford it um yeah. me not taking this is like almost a weird slap in their face. Um, so, uh, it was like all of those things kind of like made me say, I should, you know, kind of gamble on this here. Sure. For, for context too, I should ask what your neighborhood was primarily consisted of, uh, ethnically. Yeah. East New York, uh, Brooklyn is primarily like black and Latino, um, in particular, uh, Dominican and Puerto Ricans. Um, yeah, it's a awesome neighborhood. Uh, and, uh, is that where your parents immigrated from? Uh, One of the yeah, they they came from the Dominican Republic, both of them. Uh, yeah. My uh, dad came over for high school, went back and um, met and married uh, my mom, and uh, yeah, they came over here, and I was in the sauce here ever since. You know, <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> did you have this? Is like, I, you could tell me if this is like a super lame question, but did you have friends that you met at the prep school who were equally interested in your environment? Who were like, "Yo, I want to see where you grew up. Like, I want to be, I want to, I want to experience your neighborhood." Like, I don't, I didn't get any of that. I, you know, that sounds good to me. Yeah, for sure. I, I, uh, nice. I definitely had people that uh would come over um for you know like just out of curiosity. Like, I, I think at that age you're you're curious to explore and um there was definitely a level of like also like there there was there East New York in particular at that time had a reputation of being very dangerous in New York and yeah. uh there was a level of that of like oh, I, I ain't scared of it uh or uh-huh. like you know like <laughs> yeah. Gasol went there we'd go there and wanted to check uh-huh. it out um and also just like there's uh there's nuance to like as silly as it sounds the corner store experience like 
um, the corner store in Whitestone, Queens is not the corner store in my neighborhood. So, 100%. Yeah, so, like, you know, getting a bacon, egg, and cheese in my corner store is a very different experience. And they wanted that. They wanted to see what that was like. Um, in particular, because at that time, like, you know, hip-hop was huge. So, like, yeah. the rappers are from my part of New York, right? Right, so, right, right, right. Uh, being around that, like, uh, uh, meant something to a lot of my friends and um, they got to see some of that, and you know, I, 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 in turn was, you know, seeing their world and seeing how different that was. Like, oh, your house has two floors. That's crazy, you know. I, <laughs> so you go upstairs for bed, uh, you know, uh, yeah. stuff like that. Like, uh, it, it, they, uh, I, 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 I never got the intention of like malice or disrespect. Thankfully, um, from my, my friends that would come with me, but I feel like they learned uh, about like a new culture, whether it was. Uh, specifically East New York, but also just like uh, being around Latinos, um, yeah. being around black people to that extent. Um, and then, you know, I in turn, you know, got to see what's possible um, if you continue to build on what your parents built on when they immigrated here. Like, oh, I, you know, sure. like they have this kind of house. I could buy that kind of house if I, you know, continue to work the way my parents worked because I'm starting from yeah. where they're at. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, like things like that, I thought uh, were important. Um, for my development and I hope that um, my friends kind of get a little bit of like uh, appreciation for what they have in terms of like oh like this kid uh, we go to school together but for him to get here was a little bit different yeah 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 god I remember I'm from Tucson Arizona and the first like going to anyone's house who had a second story was like the most exotic <laughs> like it was like what is happening? Like, it was just so, It's it was so unusual. And I, there are certainly, like, plenty of second-story houses. In, well, still, even so, it's like you live in a desert. If you're smart, you learn to build on the ground. Like, <laughs> it gets real hot if you go up one story. Yeah. Like, that's physics. Turns out heat rises. And so even friends of mine who had bigger houses than my tiny places uh we're still it would be more like a little bit of a sprawl and so it really felt like it was like oh i'm sorry am i in the uk like oh there's a second story to your home you have a basement what's a basement like it was so there's so you know it, it's so funny how like that those environments all the things that feel so exotic to one person are just like, of course there's a basement. We yeah. live in tornado country. Like, where, where do you go when there's a tornado warning? You're like, tornado warning? What's that? <laughs> yeah, I, you know? I, I love that stuff. Like, I, Because my first thought, I still remember going upstairs in my boy Rob's house. And my first thought was like, yo, we're not going to bother whoever lives up here. Like, because that's the only reason you would go upstairs in my apartment. Yeah, town. yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. another apartment. It's another tenant. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I love those type of discoveries. I, I, I thought it was dope. And I'm sure they had them, too. And they just didn't tell me, per se. All that. But it, 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 in particular, when you're like 14 and, you know, you're trying to play off like, you know, everything. So, right. like, you're experiencing all that in your head. But you're not sharing yes. that thought. I wasn't telling them that I hadn't seen <laughs> second floor houses, you know? I was just like, oh, yeah. that's cool, you know? But in my head, yeah. like, this is fantastic. You have an incredible level of pir like privacy here. Like, they had carpeting yeah. on the floor, which uh, has done the full, like, uh, spectrum of uh, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is cool. It's soft on your feet. And now, yeah. like, people rip it out because they want the wood floor again. So, like, yep. uh, that's gone the full spectrum of fancy to ugly again. 
But uh, uh-huh. yeah, like th- I, it was the first time I saw a rug, like carpeting on the floor, like throughout like yeah. the bedrooms and stuff like that. Like I came home and like asked questions to my parents. I was like, "Yo, y'all seen this? You know, like it's, uh-huh. they, <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this is possible, but uh, you could just put saw stuff on the floor, like you know, you don't need socks. You could just walk around and ease. It's great." <laughs> When did you start uh, getting interested in doing comedy? Like, when did you go? Wait a minute, I wanna, I wanna do this in front of people. I don't wanna just do this around my friends, or I don't wanna just have these thoughts inside my head. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, uh, I got promoted uh, uh, when I was a, a sales manager at PepsiCo, uh, Frito Lay. I, I got promoted to that role after like literally selling chips off of the truck. Um, so yeah. like, I got nervous because you know like. When you sell, you know, when you're a sales rep, um, rep, you're on the truck, you're dealing directly with like a bodega owner, supermarket yeah. owner. It's one-on-one interactions, and they're yeah. usually blue-collar people as well. So like, you could talk regular, you know. And then yeah. I get this uh, new title, um, and they're like, "Hey, you're gonna have to do, you know, presentations on occasion to like a district manager of like ten uh, CVSs or something, and yeah. you're gonna need PowerPoint." So I got, I was like, "I'm gonna have to be in front of people in certain time." So I looked yeah. up uh, articles on how to do that better, and I found an article in Inc. Magazine about like a bunch of CEOs that took stand-up classes to get better at presenting. Okay, and that's the only reason I got into it. I took the oh class. Oh my god, what a great story! Yeah, so I took the class, a- and uh, seven weeks later, I, I graduated, and here I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> What were the other people like? I mean, were you was that something where you were interacting with other people? Was it online? Like, was it? I mean, were you? Because it's hard to imagine. It never occurred to me that that would be something that would bring out. Like, it turns out that is what I am. I'm not a CEO who just wants to be funnier in front of you know people I'm working with. Did you feel like you were around other people who were like, wait a minute? Yeah. Like, this is awesome. Like, maybe I want this. Yeah, I, I took the class with, uh, I convinced my cousin because it still sounded weird to me. I convinced him to take the <laughs> class with me. And it was a bunch of people besides us two. It was a bunch of people that, like, clearly wanted to be on stages, um, whether yeah. it was uh, stand-ups or actors. Um, and I definitely didn't have that intention. But I also, you know, not to be cocky, I definitely noticed I was better than them. Um, yeah. but again, I was like, this is great. I get to just sell more chips. You know, it's fantastic. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I, I, I took the class and, um, it, uh, the, the graduating show was at Gotham comedy club. Um, they have yeah. like a main level where the professionals perform and they have a, a room downstairs called the lounge room where you like, you practice, you do open mics. So we're doing yeah. that show down there and comics from the main room would just hang out before their show. So yeah. I do my set and this comic comes up to me and says, yo, yo, I was amazing. How long you been doing stand-up for? I'm like, seven weeks. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, he chops it up with me a little bit. And, uh, you know, afterward he meets me outside when we're like, you know, celebrating the success of the day, me and my cousin and our fam. And yeah. he's like, yo, like, I don't know what you do for a living, but you need to be doing this. And I was like, are you sure? Because I make really good money selling chips. Um, yeah. He's like, nah, this is your calling. Um, and uh, he, it's uh, uh, he's really successful today. But at the time, he was like a grinding comic. Um, but yeah. uh, Roy Wood Jr., uh, who's uh, from the Daily oh, Show, sure. yeah, yeah, he was there. Um, he was still successful then, but he wasn't famous. He was uh, he had just booked uh, a, 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 a Sullivan and Son. 
So he was sure. there promoting the show. I did a I did an episode of Sullivan and yeah. Son, so I was around those guys. There you yeah. go. So like he was just starting to like crack. Like, uh, yeah. like if you look him up now, he's got like two, three hundred followers, almost two, three hundred thousand followers on like every yeah. social media. Like at the time, he had like seven thousand. Like they were like yeah. all like people from like I would assume like Alabama, where he did like the awesome radio show he did. But yeah, like yeah. uh, this guy took the time to like talk to me for a half hour when he should have been doing something else, just because he saw yeah. something. And and you know, I'm forever grateful to the guy. Uh, except for those first two years where I, I made very little money, uh, but uh, uh, since then I, I genuinely he should have he should have like he should have been like listen, I'm gonna buy a lot of chips from you for the first couple of years. This is on me. I gotta take care of business. Like I gotta take care of you. I'm gonna buy a lot of chips. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's uh, more than made up for it. He's uh, constantly available for advice. Um, He's oh, gotten like so cool. a really. Are you, do you have a mentor? Is that what I'm hearing? I, I, I would call it that. Yeah. I never had a mentor. <laughs> oh. We gonna find you one, okay? You, it's never I too got, late I mean, to get yeah, one. I, it's never too late. No. It's never too late. He, Even if my mentor is one year older than me, <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late. Or in some cases, possibly younger. Yeah, why not? There are definitely people who are accomplishing things that I'm like, how'd you do that? That's cool. <laughs> I can't be afraid to go backwards on the age scale. Doesn't can't hurt. Be afraid. They still know. They know what they know. What they know. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. The Beef and Dairy Network is a multi-award-winning comedy podcast here on Maximum Fun, and I would recommend you listen to it. But don't just take it from me. What do the listeners have to say? Would I recommend Beef and Dairy Network podcasts? Um, no, I don't think I would. Right, let me be very clear about this. Under no circumstances would I recommend this to anyone I've ever met. No, absolutely not. No, I couldn't. I feel quite sick thinking about the things I've heard. Please stop calling me. Please leave me alone. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast available at MaximumFun.org and at all good and some bad podcast platforms. Literally, just leave me alone. I got to get into this mash game with you. Do you know we're doing this? Have you? I don't know if you've ever heard my podcast. Let's do it up. Yeah, I actually. Uh, at the end, I heard a uh, 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 Brandon uh, Collins episode. I, I actually just like uh, oh, nice. raved to him about it on on Twitter. I was like, I really loved how it came off. He's great. He's great. I'm so lucky to do this. Like, it sounds dumb because it's not like something that you know. I'm not like. And then I retired off my podcast money. <laughs> like, I never, you know. Uh, but it's just, it's just. This is, you know. You get it. You're a people person. You're interested in people. That's why you're so one of the things that makes you so good at it, I think, is, you know, just being interested, being interested in other people and being interested in the way people's brains work and like where they come from and what they've learned and all that stuff. It's just it's like I feel like I was going to say I feel like I'm eating, but that's not true because you've made me crave a deli sandwich so bad (laughs) in this conversation that I cannot say that I will be that's not sustenance of the same way. But it is definitely sustenance, Uh, you know, but I got to get a breakfast sandwich. I mean, it is never the wrong time of day for a breakfast sandwich as far as I'm concerned. That is almost verbatim (sighs) the life lesson I gave my daughter yesterday. <laughs> yeah, this is how I know you're a good dad. These are the important things. You get around all that other yeah. stuff. You got to get the important again that foundation. You got to build that foundation. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, for our first category, 
I'm going into the food. That's my favorite. Let's get into some food okay, right away. Let's do, let's do three things. Three things that uh, you wish you could have all the time, whenever you wanted. Not just this, but whenever you wanted, you could have this. Uh, and there's zero ramifications. There's not too much sugar. There's not too much fat. It's not too rare. It's not uh, too expensive. It's not too, you know, it, it could be a thing that you had once far away that you're like, oh, if I could just like pop that into my hand whenever I wanted it, that'd be amazing. Okay. Three things. Um, one of them is uh, technically no longer available. Uh, there's a pizzeria by me, Katarina's Pizza. Um, they're mm-hmm. still open, but uh, Vito, who was the original owner, retired during the quarantine um, about like four or five months ago. Uh, he owned right. it for like 40 years. Uh, yeah. So a slice from Vito, specifically from Katarina's Pizza, that's definitely Great. number one. Um, and uh, number two and three are two sandwiches from competing delis across the street from each other. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, in Queens, so I gotta go Cherry Valley. I want to go with the Beast. Um, it is great. a great sandwich, and uh, across the street, I'm gonna go with Christina's Deli. I gotta go with their sandwich, the Heart Attack. Oh my God, I love the names because it really could mean anything. <laughs> they live up to their names. I will say that oh, they're fantastic. Great. Both for a chicken okay, cutlet okay. base, but a lot happens after uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a journey. It's a it's a journey. You're a different person oh. after you've had either one for sure. Oh god, you're happy. Damn. Oh, this is guy really nothing that I eat after this is going to suffice. <laughs> Everything I eat, I'm really like, hmm. ho hum. All right, next category. Let's do. Let's do three. Okay. So let's give your, this is going to be a gift to your wife. So there is a, there's a door in your place where you live now that magically opens to another place. Um, So you don't have to get on a plane. You're basically just like, it's not even that you're teleporting. Somehow we've just like bent time and space so that this door opens and you're in Costa Rica or this door opens and you're in any, so three places anywhere in the world that uh you this magical door opens into from your apartment oh oh yes i I, I i gotta go with the missus here uh i i would have to go with uh costa rica um i think uh that would make her extremely happy to be able to go back home tropical uh avoid that like eight nine hour flight um yep. and also a chance for my kids to see the other uh latino portion of their culture they get to see a lot of dominican yeah. stuff here um, not a big yeah. Costa Rican uh, contingency here in uh, New York. It's yeah. a bit far. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's def number one. Uh, number two. Uh, I'm a comedian. I love New York, uh, but I got to take L.A. Like you know, just uh, beautiful it. place and business purposes. It saves me stuff. You know. So uh, great. I, I, I'm not mad at that. Uh, number Smart. three. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. I think. Um, I think it surprises people, but I'm gonna go with Nashville, Tennessee. Um, but specifically, uh, can I add this uh, like uh, qualifier? Please. Nashville yeah. during Country Music Award Week. Okay, great. I want to be there during that time. I had a like time of my life there. Uh, I showed up unintentionally during that week uh, for like uh, work related training. I didn't yeah. know it was Country Music Awards Week because I don't follow yeah. that. And uh, right. I walked around their town and was constantly being pulled into parties at their bars. I didn't know that the parties were, I didn't know the bars there functioned that way, where like the people in the bar were also outside of the bar and they yeah, would yeah, find yeah. people on the sidewalk and bring them in. 
uh, and they enjoyed that I sounded like this. It was different. So, uh, oh, sure. yeah, I had a blast there. I was the center of attention at like 15 different parties over three days. Uh, so, oh, yeah. that's so funny. I would love to go that's back. That's awesome. Yeah, country music. I love Nashville. Yeah, I was only there for a few days, but um, that's another place where, you know, you're in one neighborhood. Like, you wouldn't necessarily know it, but you're in one neighborhood, and then you cross over a couple of blocks, and you're they're culturally, you're in a totally, totally different neighborhood. Yeah. And I think people think of Nashville as just, like, one thing, and it's so many things. It's so many things. Yeah. Not the least of which is, like, it has a rock and country music and bar scene, and, like, I've met... I There's one publicist that somehow I met through something, and she started pitching me these, like, up-and-coming country uh, musicians yeah. that are either alt-country or just straight-up country or, like, like folk, like Dolly Parton, okay. like, you know, legacy singers and i'm not a huge country music fan either but every time i meet one of these girls i'm like for the podcast i'm like you are wonderful yeah. like you're such a deep thinker you're so talented you started so young and it was and it was your passion it was coming from the heart and like it's just and these and uh, yeah i'm i'm like such a fan i'm such a fan of nashville and and everything about it now. I'm, I'm i'm with it like i i what i enjoy about it is like Country music was really dope. Is like I know they have a lot of nuance and culture to the music in terms of like this history. You, it's incredibly like beautiful and complicated if you want to make it yourself. But by the same yeah. token, you could pull a random person in and just tell them do what feels natural, and they'll have a good yeah. time. Like there's no like yeah, you don't yeah. have to learn weird steps. You could show up yeah. to the party. It's your first time hearing the songs. And whatever your body feels, it's probably right. Yeah. Like, it'll feel oh, good at the great. party. I, I think that's awesome. So they got that figured that's out. That's great. They, that's awesome. All right. I love these. I love these three. I love these three. All right. Next one, let's do three movies that you can jump into and just walk around in and be in that world with those characters. You're not really in the plot. You're just like, that gets me into that world. So it could be totally fantastical or it could be like the Brooklyn of X movie, you know? Okay. Uh, definitely uh, first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I would right. love to be uh, like in that world under uh, New York. I love the abandoned train station aspect, yeah. all of that. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah, with that. Yeah, you would. So definitely that. Um, Great. Let me see. Number two, um, I want to go with the original uh, Space Jam. I like the idea of being there. I want to see how the cartoons you know, mingle with me. You know, I was a little yeah. torn between that and Dick Tracy, similar kind of feel, but the other way I feel like. Yeah. Uh, number three. Huh. Number three. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with The Godfather. Yeah. I yep. feel like. Good choice. Yeah. I, I, I think I could have elevated in that world. I'd be a valuable member of the organization, you know. Oh, here we yeah, go. Yeah, you know. You're getting made. Yeah. You're getting made. I want to be there. I, I right. look good in suits, too. You know, I could do all of this. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, next category, let's do three musicians uh, from any era that we're going to give you this uh, alternate universe opportunity to collaborate with on some level, whether you're producing their album or you're making music with them or whatever it is, writing with them, anything. Uh, three. Yeah. Uh, Biggie Smalls. Uh, Sade. Great. And uh, Jimi Hendrix. Great. Yeah. We could do separate. We could work on everything together. I don't care. That's all going to sound good. Doesn't matter. Great. I love it. 
And I think those are strong choices. Fantastic. All right. Uh, next category, let's do... I mean, all due respect to your wonderful wife. This is MASH. <laughs> I'm give you the opportunity to give some, maybe some crushes. Okay. Uh, could be just characters from things. Could be from a book, comic book. I don't care. Uh, three, this is like romance and sexy times. I'm not saying you got to get married to this person. This is just an alternate <laughs> universe situation that we're talking about here. Okay, okay. Um, so, uh, number one, uh, also from Space Jam, Babs Bunny. Great. Yeah, I... Uh, I, I I like a woman that you know could compete. You know, I don't. You know, yep, I, yep, I, I yep. want a, a physical and intellectual equal. She's that. You know. Right. So yeah, I'm a fan of that. Uh, let me see here. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Uh, uh, I don't think she gets enough respect in the Save by the Bell world. Belisa Turtle. You know. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I I I like the style icon. She was the first one I I saw to show like true personality. Everyone else was yep. wearing you know. The Bayside colors, she said, no, I'm going to bring my own clothes, bedazzle the jean jackets. So, yeah, I'm going to go with her. That's number two. Great. Um, Number three, huh, who am I going to go with here? This is, I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, Laura from Family Matters. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Again, another like strong-willed woman. Yeah. Knows what she wants out of life, went out and got it, graduated, success. I like that. Yeah. Family Matters is a great show. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. Uh, next category, let's do three powers, three superpowers. You can use them whenever you want. You could choose to use it only once. If you want to stop time one time, that's up to you. You want to be invisible every day, that's also up to you. Three superpowers. Okay, uh, time travel. Great. I'm going to go with uh, flying. Great. I like that one. And... Oh man, it's tough when it's down to one. Yeah, <laughs> I know the third one's always the hardest. So if people, people in this world know about X Men, so if that's the case, yeah. then I'm gonna go with whatever Gambit's power is, where like he could charge cards and stuff and throw them. Great, just because I think that'd be like cool at bars. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, y'all, look at this. Keep it simple. Yeah. Some simple party tricks. That's it. Cool. You know, it's an icebreaker. It's That's cool. all it is. That's right. That's I'm right. I'm still ethically said, the good person. I said you could use it however yeah. you wanted. That's right. You could use it however you wanted. Uh, all right. Let's do now. Let's do three just real life skills, like you know, fixing stuff or writing code or uh, I don't know. I'm, like for some reason, those are the only two things I can ever think of as an example. Like really? Uh, yeah. How about just like. Gardening, <laughs> cooking. Uh, mine, mine's a real. I'm, uh, I own my house, and uh, they come up all the time. So I want to fix the boiler. Um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, would love to know how to change the oil in my car. I uh, I overspend on that on a regular basis, and Great. I do feel like I get judged by the mechanic. Uh, so yeah, uh-huh. I, <laughs> I don't know where any of that stuff is in my car. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, those two for sure. On uh, number three. Um, I'm supposed to know it as like I feel like as a guy and head of household, it's expected. But I don't know how to barbecue. I want to barbecue. Okay. Oh yeah, we gotta get that. Taken yeah, for sure. All right. Great. Okay. Beautiful. All right. And then last category. See, this is like my version of the third thing on every list. I'm like, oh, the last category. I gotta make it so good. What it's gonna? What, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Let's do. Let's do time travel. Okay. Where would you, if you want to be able to time travel, let, give me three places. They can be real specific, like a real specific event in the past, or it could just be like an era. Um, what three? Um, 
One, uh, the uh, day that uh, they took down Ebbets Field, I'd like to be there to commemorate that. Like, uh, this is a big moment in Brooklyn history. Um, yeah. You know, so if I could, like, you know, be there to honor that moment, I think it'd be dope. Um, nice. Two, uh, we see here. Um, I want to be uh, back at my high school in 2001. Um, was it 2000, uh, 2000, I think it was, when the Yankees and the Mets were playing each other in the World Series. Oh, yeah. Um, just because uh, it was the most split I've ever seen a school because it was in Queens, yeah. the neighborhood Ooh. next to Shea Stadium. So, like, uh, they're huge Mets fans, but it's also the alma mater of Joe Torre, the manager of the Yankees. Oh, no. So it was a lot of fun. Like, the news cameras was there. So, yeah, uh, that World Series. I like that. Um and number three, uh, I want to go with uh, the day that I drove my wife to the hospital um, for uh, what we thought was uh, the birth of my daughter, but it was actually Braxton Hicks. Like, she didn't have it uh-huh. um, yep, yep. because we got stuck in the snow, and <gasps> it was like four in the morning, and I could I was like a block away from the hospital, and I, yeah. I found another pregnant lady getting into her car going to work but she was less further along i showed her my situation and she got in her car and pushed my car forward so wherever that lady is i'd love to like be there ahead of time with like a cup of coffee for her or something yeah god that's a great story yeah i I don't know where she is but i'm super thankful i want to get the story out there she's somewhere in brooklyn by like the hospital on 7th uh, but yeah, I was a block off. The car stopped a block away, died in the snow, and she was like going to work. She was like four months along. So I like told her my situation. She's like, "Oh, we're expecting too." And she got in her car and pushed mine forward. Oh my God. So yeah, thank you. What a what a New York story. Yeah, like it just is. That's, that's just great. That's just great. Uh, okay, great. All right, uh, give me a, just one word to describe uh, how you feel about like this upcoming weekend oh okay uh i am uh very very uh excited seems easy though but yeah i i am excited i i'm i great yeah my homegirl melanie it's not a test this is great. yeah i i, I have like because you could have been like ho-hum you could have been like this this weekend honestly janet every day is like the next because we're still living in covid <laughs> so i must say meh m-e-h is that good <laughs> like excited's great excited's great that's how I'm going to get us to where we find out which uh, uh, which category, you know, what what thing you get per category. Oh, dope. So, um, so while I do that, uh, will you please tell people where they can find you, what they need to be checking out? I guarantee you there will be people who are like, I got to get more of this man in my <laughs> life right now. Now! <laughs> so you're going to help them out with that. All right, here I go. It's all you. Perfect. Uh, so my name is Gaston Monte. You can find me on all social medias at Gaston Monte. G-A-S-T-O-R-A-L-M-O-N-T-E. Um, I have an independently produced special called Immigrant Made. Uh, it's a comedy special literally showing the story of my family's life grandfather dad and me and how they immigrated here so uh if you have an amazon prime membership it's available for free to check and finally um i do a weekly podcast with my homegirl chalet with sharp it's called the war report um where we just talk about the news and you know make jokes and have a good time check it out awesome 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
And this is what editing is for, my friend. <laughs> no blank spaces unless we want them. <laughs> uh -huh. hmm. I mean, you're the one who picked a seven-letter word, so this is on you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, please, please. I genuinely what am, What genuinely like? Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm hyped, though. Like, uh, where my homegirl, Melanie, uh, her husband is... Uh, is like throwing her like a surprise party tomorrow for her birthday and like oh, yeah nice. and like she's my oldest friend like i've known her since i was 11 so Aww. yeah like i'm excited we've barely seen each other since the quarantine um so yeah it's a, it's a it's a good time some hype we're gonna hang out tomorrow oh that's great that's great um all right i got the, our results i'm feeling very good about it the only thing i'm not feeling good about i'll be honest with you is i got real excited about you meeting that uh, lady again who pushed your car oh. forward but the universe dictated is not my decision. The powers that be decided instead to toss you back to 2000 when you get to see that rivalry happening between Yankees and Mets fans. Okay, I'm, I'm with that. That's historical. I've, I mean, that's also great. It's also great. Uh, so you got that. Um, I want to congratulate you on your beautiful apartment in nashville okay okay i'm with that uh you got a beautiful place in nashville um this is uh the place that the door opens to your apartment in nashville okay. so you like go from one room in your apartment here or your house there and then you go in and there you are in nashville and then you go outside and like you got the whole city out in front of you so not only do you have a door that goes there but you have a place to be while you're there beautiful that belongs Love to that. you uh you also can jump into whenever you so feel like it space jam okay okay to just get let's up do it that. unlimited vertical uh you oh absolutely absolutely now you didn't end up with babs but as far as i'm concerned you did because you still get to go into space jam whenever you there want you go. and you get big shout out to ms bedazzle jacket herself lisa there we go lisa turtles in your life That's it. uh hot stuff but here's what i'm a little bit worried about and I'll just be honest about it. I'm concerned that she's going to be jealous of your collaboration with Sharday. What? Because that is a beautiful one. But it's about her, you know? Yeah. It's going to be yeah. about Lisa. She's going to be okay with it, you know? Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Yes. Gonna... You and Sharday are going to be like, this is for you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, she's going to be it. good. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Well, you really had that answer. I'm Wait, ready. You are. Take care of business. You think I'm married 12 years by I accident, worried? Janet? What? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I like your mind. I like the way your mind works. I am also excited to tell you that, listen, if something goes wrong with that boiler, don't you even, don't forget about it. Yes. Don't even have to worry about it because you're going to be like this, 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 done. I've been calling dad uh, all these years. I'm I would glad. say if you could fix it, it's probably never going to break again because you're going to fix it so good. <laughs> all it takes is that one perfect fix. Um, also, very popular uh, in the bar scene with <laughs> with your yes! gambit level. Yes. <laughs> I tell you, the first two, I know they're better, but I was so ruined for that. That's so great. <laughs> We throwing stuff, watching them explode. You got that going on. You got that going on. And finally, this sounds like a very, very busy life you're going to be doing. It sounds very cool. It does sound like you are going to want to be able to, at the snap of your fingers, whether you're in Nashville, whether you're inside Space Jam, wherever you are, you have access to nonstop veto-level slices. Ooh. From Katarina's Pizza. Okay, okay. Shout out to Vito. Let's do Shout it. Out Let's to do Vito. it. I, I know yeah. Lisa's with me, but that my actual wife would be jealous of that. That is incredible. 
Yeah, yeah we miss that yeah. place very much. So, but I'm glad I'm living that life. Vito slices it's, are it's amazing. It's not a bad oh, one. Oh, that's beautiful. It's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. Uh, this has been so much fun. I'm so so glad that we got introduced. Um, what a pleasure! Thank you so much for having me, Janet. Sincerely, I had a blast. Do you want to? I don't know. I can't remember if I put uh, Brandon through this or not, but. Back in the day when I very first started doing this podcast, in the summer, my friend Steve Agee said, you should call it Boys of Summer. And I said, what, like that Don Henley song? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay, then I'm going to make people try to sing that song. And then I came to find out that many of us don't know that song at all. So then it kind of expanded out into, like, somebody could totally make it up. Like, they don't have any idea what it is, but they do it. Somebody could sing part of it. Or someone could, like, give a little snippet, like a little rendition of, like, one of their favorite summer songs. Okay. Um. Yeah, I def don't know the song, but I'm okay. Uh, trying uh-huh. to make one up. It's cool. We could Great. do it. We could do it. Let's see here. What's your? But what's your? What's a little piece of your boys of summer song? Yeah. So my boys of summer song. Okay. Okay. Uh, you seen them on the corner? They hang out on the stoop. They drink Arizona. <laughs> they looking at you. It's the boys of summer. It's the Boys of, boys of summer, it's the boys, ah, of summer. boys of summer. Talk to one before he talks to you. Oh. I'm with it. I'm with it. Let's go. <laughs> it ended with something so ambiguous. Is that a threat? Is it like you better talk to him before he talks to you, or is it like you're going to be so glad you did because you're going to be so glad you know this Yo, guy? I love it. There. I like a little mystery. I like a little mystery. Okay. Oh my god. All right. Uh, I will talk to everyone else on the podcast next week. Thank you. Thank you, my new friend. This has been a blast. Real, real, real pleasure, Janet. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees or lunch on skyscrapers bring the villains to MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.